van life. What's up and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. This is the show where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so that you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And we have a great one for you today. We have our buddy Stokeloaf back on the podcast for the second time and we're looking forward to hear about their adventures in Australia. This is a long one and a good one, so you guys are definitely going to want to stay to the end. They had us rolling in laughter the entire time. I guess the main question is, Australia a bust for van life? Well, I think the bigger question is, what is it really like to rent a camper van from one of these rental companies? And I think it will even give you perspective on the fact that renting a, like a van to try van life out for the time being might not be the best way to go. Yeah, so let's get right into this conversation. Wherever you're listening right now, be sure to click the follow button and give the podcast a five-star review before we get into it, because it really helps the podcast reach more people and share that van life lifestyle. Let's grow together. Just a few housekeeping things before we get into the episode. Our audio, Frankie and I's, was a little bit low, but KJ and James came in just fine, so we apologize for that, but it's totally worth sticking it out. And second of all, Hoagie is their brand new super cute dog. I went on a, on a completely different adventure, though. You left yeah. the States, and you uh, you grabbed the van out in Australia, right? What do you call it? Your yeah. Hoagie moon? <laughs> <laughs> it was like It was like the, uh, we were calling it our like last hurrah. Um, cause obviously we're in the house now. Um, and so we drove, we spent summer in Alaska, um, drove that baby all the way home and probably like a week and a half yeah. just to catch an airplane to go to, uh, Oh my God, Ace, Australia. <laughs> um, and to spend three weeks there, um, just kind of enjoying an international trip that we not necessarily Australia wasn't like our like main choice, but between like a budget and then, you know, Throughout COVID, it was just like the one that like presented itself to be like the most economical um, <laughs> in an odd way. In an o- in conversion an odd rate, way. And, like, yeah. <laughs> airline points and stuff. Yeah, well, and, uh, we, that, we had the time. But... I think that's yeah, that also was... one of those places that like van life is like known for. You know, in Australia, it's a big thing. I think it actually kind of um, like the terminology van life might even like started kind of in Australia. I could see that just because like with the surf culture and I believe Van Life Diaries, so like the big account on Instagram, I believe they are based out of Australia. Yeah. It's kind of the OGs, I guess. Yeah. And and even like some camper companies, like where you could rent out a van here in the States, they're actually Australian owned as well. Oh, is that like the Juicy or like Brits? I know Brits was over there and we did see Juicy Campers, which I haven't seen in the States as much recently. There's, I can't remember the name of it, but there's like- They um, might have rebranded for America too or something. You know, like the Carnaline vans that you see in like- uh, The ones that are like the rainforest Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Escape camper vans. That's from uh, Australia, I think. Oh, Oh, cool. It would make sense. Like if- Sorry, if he gets too rocky, we'll just put him. We'll put him downstairs. Um, but in hey, Australia, you in the too, basement. Rent- <laughs> Your bed is not the basement. This is why we have fur children and not actual children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we went to Australia, we rented um, rented a van, so we had a couple days in a hotel, and then you know just kind of like kind of felt the- it out, got used to the place. yeah, get rid got of the, the cell lag, yeah. sim cards, all the works. Um, and we ended up renting a 170 Sprinter, like a 2012 Sprinter. No, I was older than that. I I think it was like an 06. It wasn't quite the T1N, 
Yeah. But it was older. Um, so like, oh, yeah, yeah, way too big of a van for Australia. We should have gone much smaller. Um, we were just like, oh, this is a size van roughly that we're used to, um, with our loaf. Um, and so we were like, let's just do kind of like a parallel as far as sizing goes. But the way that the roads, parking lots, campsites, and stuff were set up, way too big. <laughs> Plus, too, if you're only going to be there for like a couple of weeks, you don't need yeah. all of your stuff. Like the whole idea of having like the big camper van here is like, we have summer, we have winter, everything. we have boating, we have yeah, climbing, right. you know, like you have all everything in one van. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, you need like a bikini and some food. Yeah, Yeah, you're good. Yeah, it was just like so much overkill. And the campsites there were like top notch, very nice, very well rounded. Like they had like um, camp kitchens, showers, community spaces. We ended up paying for campsites most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Um, We did a couple free campsites that were more like kind of like rest stop areas, but they were actually way nicer than any rest stop I've seen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, and it was like, it was made for camping. Like it was like a rest stop and you could camp there, but like you could also camp there in a tent um which usually in the states it is like you set up a tent at a camp or at a rest nice. stop <laughs> the cop's gonna find you and you're gonna be out of there you know you're, you're not get you're murdered not. yeah you know right. pick, pick it you know which one do you want to do you want to get murdered do you want to the murder part um but yeah so it was like we did the we did paid camping just because it was our vacation we didn't really want to deal with um, free camping, which was kind of getting to be a bit of a sore spot for us, even here in the state. So it's not wasn't something we were like really trying to go hero mode on and do um, in Australia. So we just yeah, I mean, we, we just booked my head. We, we, we've done it like two and a half years, so uh, yeah. we didn't have anything. To I don't need a medal. I do, I'll just stay at a campground. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to get into that later, like the whole transition from like you know getting on the road to three years on the road to getting off the road. Um, but so let's talk about this Australia stuff first. So yeah, you get yeah. into the camper that's like way too big. I think you, I remember you guys saying there wasn't like a ton of inventory to choose from when you were like yeah. looking to book this. Yeah, there wasn't like, there wasn't a lot. There was a lot of um, not off-grid campers. So we could have booked like a really small mini Winnie or something like that, like an actual RV style, which is still a very small RV compared to like American RV yeah, standards. And a lot of their campers too, from like different rental companies, were not really set up to do off grid for any yeah. long period of time. So, you know, you'd have to have hookups every night. So we figured like, we'll find this one kind of on solar, you know, it's got the solar set up kind of like what we're used to. That way we can get the cheaper campsites and like yeah. save on the beaches and stuff. And it um, just, there wasn't many of those. There available. wasn't any of those available. Um, so we kind of dwindled our search down to find ones that were off grid. We had Zoom meetings with the owners just to kind of see, um, you know, what kind of vehicle we were getting into if it was going to be absolute garbage. Pretext, it yeah, is. Spoiler. Um, but <laughs> but we're just trying to to find out like what was going on, and that way we could, like James said, save money on campsites because you know you can get them for like half price when you're not doing power. Um, so, and we just wanted something similar, you know, like I said, the van instead of an RV. Basically, what you're saying, though, is that you might be better off just getting the RV because you're going to stay at <laughs> campgrounds anyway. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, we we uh, we could have and just spent, like, it would have been, like, an extra maybe $500 Australian dollars to get, like, an RV and then maybe an extra 10 to 20 U.S. dollars a night to do um, a hookup campsite um 
Which in the long run would have been fine. Which in the long run would have been absolutely well, fine. And you got into a lot of headaches with the one that you got. And it oh, yeah. I would have so. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have ourselves. But it, yeah, it was the one not was, worth it. <laughs> it was terrible. details like what went down. Like what um, were these so horrible we, things that happened? Oh, should we start? We should we just start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so get it, get it. We show up. I'll, I'll start with the lead in. You can take it to technical. Um, we show up. We've walked from our hotel. We walked. We took a train. And we show up at this man's house after walking like a half mile with our bags. We like dump him on his lawn. And we're like, hey, we're here to pick up the van. And he's, he's finishing cleaning it up. And he starts going through the gambit with James. And we're just like, you know. I didn't take a taxi. I don't have a car. We just showed up on your lawn and we're going to get ready to take right. this van off like, your hands. You know, their version of outdoors is we're running from like a private individual. Yeah. Um, you, you can show, you can take it for the first, oh, right. first errors. Um, so yeah, so the very first thing, you know, he's like showing us how everything works. And um, you know, one of the first things he said is was like, well, don't trust the water in the water tanks. Like he's like, I wouldn't drink it. You know, make sure to boil it or and stuff before red you have your morning flag. coffee. And like that should have been a huge red flag. <laughs> Um, but at that point we were kind of locked into it. It was their spring break too yeah, at the time. Two weeks spring break. So basically the entire time that we had the van, it was Australia's spring break. Um, so that adds to the whole saga. Yes. Um, but anyway, and like, he's going through stuff, like showing me things he's done. And he like, he didn't install the solar panels and like looking at him, it was like, Ooh. he didn't know what he did, was yeah. doing. They were to installed totally He had a wrong. charge controller for every single individual panel. Yeah. He had like four charge controllers in the van. <laughs> so like, like he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and just everything was like sketchy and like lipstick on the pig, like so many different woods, textures, caught glue. And you're just like, okay, like this is not aesthetically pleasing, but I'm not here for vanity. I'm like, here for fun. As long as it works, we'll be happy. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm not here for the grand picture. There will be no butts on the mattress shooting out towards the beach. You know, we're not, I just need a ride in a hotel yeah. basically and on like, wheels. The, the pictures online in the listing were like from a while ago and it was way nicer in the listing than it was in person. Yeah, a couple patch jobs previous. Um, and as he's showing us this thing too, it's like, again, vanity is not the issue here. But the van is like covered in primer. He's got like random patch jobs even on the outside. And he's like, well, I had a week between renters and I figured, why not? Like, I can get this done. Didn't get it done. Um, so it's like gray spat, like <laughs> patches everywhere. On the we're, we're riding up in a ghetto looking rig. Like <laughs> it's looking real shoddy. And you know, you go through, he takes all the pictures and he's like, oh yeah, like the wipers, I didn't have time. They're kind of, they're kind of crappy. Like it's falling apart, but like, Hey, if you want to pick some up, I'll reimburse you. No problem, mate. Um, and, and I'm, a, I'm a handy guy. So I figured like I can change wipers. No big deal. You know, whatever. That's easy. Right. <laughs> um, so we, we take the van, we get going and like, it's getting dark pretty early from the time you're down there. Yeah. And, and, and like side, side note too, like not the van's issue. We run it as a manual. So, and they also drive on the opposite, yeah. the opposite side of the vehicle and, and on the opposite side, side of, the of the road. So all the roundabouts you're doing opposite and it's a manual. Um, so, so, so shifting you're with my shifting left with your left hand. So we're trying to like navigate this all. And then we're also discovering on our way to like get groceries that their grocery stores are only in like shopping malls, um, which you can always dive into more later, but they're like shopping mall style. So the parking lots are small and we like cannot get the van into anything. Um, eventually we get it all figured out. We're, we're cruising. No one's dying. We're on the correct side of the road. <laughs> it gets dark and we're driving down a very dark road to a national park. 
and go to turn the headlights on and i have one headlight one headlight uh, <laughs> in the, like super super dark area and i'm like what is wrong with these things and so i end up just having to drive with the brights on the entire time yeah um yeah drive through the rainforest with no head like basically and it's like they're really crappy headlights anyway to, anyway and then you take one away and like so we got the high beams on going through like you know s-curve style road yeah, all these switchbacks and stuff yeah and we get to the campsite and i'm like let me get out let me make sure and he flicks on I'm like yeah that's sucker's part like we only have one headlight so he texts the guy and he's like hey there's only one headlight like this should have been like a main check um that you do before you read this out and he's like no worries mate if you want to pick up a bulb i'll reimburse you mate and you're like cool love it well what's <laughs> it again no big deal, whatever the van yeah, is. I, I can change I can change the light bulb, no <laughs> yeah. big deal. I can handle it, right? Not a big deal. Um oh my god. Like um I will keep going here. I guess the ver- first night we go to sleep in the van. Oh Jesus. It's Christ. a um kind of like a full-size mattress, but it's like side to side. It appears full size. Um, so as we go to lay down, we realize this mattress is like maybe five feet long. Yeah, five five foot four, because you're five foot four, five foot five. And and like there's no extra room. None, none. So James is and fitting. K- KJ is taller. Yes, I'm five nine. James is fitting like a like a glove, but like like when you get like a glove and it's like real snug, you know, like working hoagie. He's breaking <laughs> um, the seams of the glove. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, and I'm in there like, Jesus, I can't move. And on top of that, as you're getting in, it's kind of like a platform bed in the back, and there's the aisle way. So like where you crawl in, the mattress is just cupped out. Like it is such a hole that you're laying in it and you're like regretting all of your decisions that have led you to this mattress, right? And, and I lay down and I'm just like, this is gonna suck. But like we're on vacation. It's gonna be fine. It's Australia. And, yeah, yeah, get right. it, get Woo. it, get it. Woo. And like slept like shit. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is the day that we became morning people. Because you just couldn't sleep at all. So, like, the, the entire time we had the van, we got up at probably 5 a.m. Because that was, like, yes. as long as you could lay there. Which isn't us at all. We are usually, like, 9 o'clock, we'll get out of... Like, if you're left to your own devices, we'll get out of bed at 9 o'clock. It's nice. It's comfy. No. No, and I'll start. We're up at, like, 5. Like, like the sun starts coming, and you're like, I can finally leave this place. Good enough. I'm done. <laughs> Just um, to give the people and, an idea, we've kept for you guys, and you're normally not out of that van till like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, you right. guys might be up, but you spend time together in the van before you get yeah. out to like join the festivity. Yes, yes. And this was just like, get me the hell out. Like, there was also like an, like, this mattress is spring too. So, like, not even foam. It is a spring mattress somehow cut to a five foot four by five foot four square. We didn't investigate much further than verifying there were no bed bugs. Because, um, like, I had a couple bumps in my arm, and I didn't know if it was, like, mosquitoes or bed bugs. And I was like, James, lift the mattress and just only tell me if it's good. Like, I don't need details if it's nasty. <laughs> so he's like, he checks on her. He's like, okay, there's no bed bugs. But the whole time, we never verified if it was a sawzod. But I'm pretty sure spring it was like mattress. a spring mattress that he just like cut a foot off the end of it and like jammed yeah. it in the van. Yeah, I was um, impressed by the fact that he was able to keep the springs from poking out after cutting it. Well, yeah, right. well, I mean, they were definitely poking. I woke up every night with spring coils in my back, so like, L- like the indents yes. of springs in her back. So, yeah. every so 
there was lipstick on the pig, and you also started to look like a pig with a swirly tail from the streets. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. So we'd rotate. Like someone would get a good night's sleep in the back of the mattress, where at least there wasn't that sunken hole from all the people crawling on it. Um, and so you got like one night where you slept good, and good is like relative air quotes, like not not great, but you didn't have the worst night's sleep of your life. Um, and the other person just got through it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we start, we go through the motions, like the trip's going really well. Other than that, like Australia is stunning. Um, it's just a really interesting collection of like rainforest. We didn't go into like central Australia, um, where like, it's like deserts, more like red rock, like Moab. Um, but the beaches were all white sands, clear waters, like none of like, no seaweed. Thick seaweed areas like you could have a really clear visual on all the things that are trying to kill and eat you um which we're none and we're in areas where we were um but it was just really beautiful we're not beach people typically um and we just kind of like tried to soak in attempting to be beach people yeah, yeah it, was um, nice. it was like everywhere we went every campsite you had like nearly private beaches on oh, the ocean absolutely wonderful you're not fighting anyone there's no crowds you would basically go from a small beach city to open farmland and then into another beach city with the exception of like Brisbane and Sydney, and Sydney um, which was our trip route. Uh, I should have said that we went from Sydney to Brisbane and back, um, so, which is like 13 hour drive out and a 13 hour drive back with like many stops along the way. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah we, we, were, we took it real slow Took it super slow. Um, but yeah, I mean like it went really well. We got to meet up with some people, um, that we knew from the internet, uh, mm -hmm. We, um, so like we had some friends that we've talked to online and finally got to meet with them in person, yeah. which was really fun. Cause like yeah. when else would you get that opportunity? Yeah. We, um, saw all kinds of koala bears oh and kangaroos. God. So wildlife though <laughs> was super cool. Um, um, we saw fruit bats, yeah, which was like wild. Absolutely insane. You go into this park and they're like, you're going to see flying foxes. And I, I mean, we saw, you know, you, you go in a park sometimes or something and you see like a plaque, like this animal lives here. And you're like, that's cool. That'd be neat if I saw them. But like you have it's zero, not gonna happen. Yeah. zero expectations that you'll actually see them. Um, so we're going on this boardwalk and all of a sudden I'm like, I didn't, James was clued in on what a flying fox was. I had legitimately no idea what I have what the no idea. Said. I'm going to have to Google it. Cause I'm like, oh, oh, Google it and, and your skin will crawl a little. They're, they're, oh. they're bats that are about the size of foxes. Yes. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so we go into so like this... like bigger than Paco. Yeah, <laughs> Paco bats. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, they can fly. Yeah, yeah. A flying yeah. Paco-sized bat. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Like and bat. we go through this boardwalk, and all of a sudden you look up and you see thousands. Not one, not ten, not thousands. And they're they're mostly sleeping. Some are fighting and screeching. Um, and they're all like hanging in the trees and it's like these black pods hanging in all the trees because their wings are all wrapped up yeah. and there's just like thousands and thousands. Oh my God. My skin crawled. It was both really neat and mortifying. And there were signs that were like, you know, they can't, unless they bite you, like you're good. But um, it was like, yeah, they, they might have rabies. Like, don't, don't let them touch you. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like, <laughs> you, they're, you're above the path. And so you're like, please don't poop on me. Please don't poop on me. And you're like looking up, but you're like looking up and you're like, Oh, let my glasses out. save me. Yeah, no. Nope. Right. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your glasses on. Like, <laughs> oh, um, no. yeah. but yeah. So there was like we saw a lot of really cool animals without seeing the ones that can kill you. 
Um, which was fun. Which was fun. Uh, so we got like the good variety of animals instead of like the murder kind. Great. Um, which most of those, like, you know, the why God hates Australia animals, um, most of those are in the, I have to reverse it, North. northern part yeah. of Australia down by Cairns, Cairns, I forget how, how they say, say it. it, however they say it in local. Um, like the and then back more like. <laughs> that's where like the saltwater crocodiles are. Because it's closer to like Indonesia and Thailand and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Um, but like Brisbane and lower, so in New South Wales province, state? Yeah. Um, there's not as much of that. I'm sure there's like, if there's an Australian listening, they're like, oh no, there's things that will kill you here. Um, but when you go up towards Queensland and in the north more, or in the, like the central area, that's where you start getting more of like the poisonous yeah. things. And we did see on uh, the coffee shop, we saw this snake oh. shed. Ooh. Yeah, we get out of the van and James is like, ooh, a snake shed, because it'd been raining. You know, you see the skin on the ground. I was like, cool, I'm gonna check this out, right? And it was all wadded up. It's like a seven foot long snake shed in the car park, like just in the parking lot. So that guy wasn't too far away. <laughs> oh my God. When you said snake uh. shed, I thought you meant like, uh, like a shed for your tools, but for your snakes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like the skin. The yeah. skin shed, yeah. But not, like, not oh, like the the like you know snake conservatory. <laughs> yeah, like this is where I keep my pet snakes in the shed. What do you think the snake yeah. was like an anaconda or some something like that? It was. Um, it was well, like it was most likely. I believe it's a eastern brown or southern brown. It's something brown. Which which are poisonous. And it's like the second most poisonous snake in the world, or somewhere in that. Yeah, area. they're not That's great. Seven like, feet long. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't the only shed we found on our way to get coffee that morning. So it was like, cool. Um, everybody out here in your thongs and your sandals, um, watch out. And thongs being thong sandals, not like, butt cheeks out. Not <laughs> butt cheeks out and sandals, you know? Which uh, is everybody, everybody in Australia walks around with uh, thongs and sandals. Yeah, right. <laughs> sandals are definitely bare feet. Actually, just screw shoes all together. Like no shirt, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like doesn't apply. doesn't apply. Like <laughs> we were definite shoebies among the Aussies. Uh -huh. um, Very culturally yeah. to not wear shoes. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's like because everywhere is a beach town, and so like you know swimsuits, no shoes, just hanging out. Yeah, like, like how you could get away with that, like when you're staying in a resort town and it's on the beach, or like I'm sure you guys have come across that all along Central America. It's like sure. oh, you come from the beach, you, you can come in and get like you know, a Coco Frio or get like a taco and it's no, no big deal to just walk in in a bathing suit and no shoes and you can get your food and leave. They don't care. They just want your money and they want to give you food. Yeah, you know? I pretty much walk around exclusively no shirt now. <laughs> just you, better read, like, you better read tan AF. <laughs> I mean, do you see me, right? Look at Alex's knee compared to my, my body. <laughs> She's like, like, get this out of here. Like, Can't see how my leg is. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, but yeah, I'm so like, pretty tan at the moment. <laughs> and while we were there, like circling back to the wiper thing, it rained probably like fifty to six, seventy percent yeah, of the time so we were there. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So like, we needed that wiper. Was uh, it like, is it rainy season? Do they have that? Is that a thing? It was, it was like a little bit of the rainy season because it was spring. So our fall, their spring. Um, but everyone that we talked to, um, this mainly came intel from our tow truck drivers that we'll get into later. Um, but it was like the rainiest 
the rainiest it's ever been. So they're like, I hope you enjoyed your vacation. It was very rainy while you were here. We're like, <laughs> well, you know, we were just in Alaska. So it's basically more or less the same, but it's warmer here. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like you guys had such funny weather luck this last like oh, leg of your van life. Because oh. like you charge up to Alaska to have like the ultimate van life Alaska summer. And you basically got rain on the entire time. And then you. Oh, and it was like Australia. the wettest Alaskan summer in like the last 15 years or something like that. It was like some some statistic that I'm definitely getting wrong, but it was a very, very wet summer up there. Yeah. And then you get to Australia and you just get rained on. And then we came back to Salt Lake and it rained like the first two weeks we were here almost like every yeah, day, I which is the, rare. The rain follows us. Yeah. So if we Maybe come visit universe, whoever. You could literally <laughs> say that a dark cloud is following you. Yeah. Right. It sure felt like it for a while. <laughs> I was gonna say the universe is telling you not to move out of the van, you know. Yeah, so. they're like, just stay, just stay. It's fine. You can run away from it. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Okay. So you, up, you you prompt me. Prompt me. Okay. So so far, the wiper and the light bulb. Well, Have you gotten to the auto part store and like? Yeah. So we, we we did after circling a shopping mall parking lot, which is where. Uh, groceries, auto, clothes, coffee, you name it. The dollar store, all of it is in a shopping mall is how it's done there. Um, so super hard to find parking. Super hard to find parking. We're like, let's just run into an auto zone equivalent and we'll just get the park. Thinking about it in very much American terms of I'll go to a strip mall somewhere. I'll pull in the parking lot because nobody's there. I'll run in real quick, get this and roll. Um, we go to like two different shopping centers, circle the parking lot for like an hour, hangry, as all get out. And then we're like, all right, let's get the freaking wiper. We walk probably like a half mile around the exterior of the mall, get the wipers, get the headlight and come back. And while we're trying to change the headlight, red flag number, I don't know, 14 at this point, James had bought a tool to undo the headlight. See, I was thinking like a Torx bolt, but it looked like from like the outside, I popped the hood before yeah. and like looked at it real quick. No, no, it doesn't need a Torx bit. It needs a pair of scissors to cut a zip tie that's holding a black trash bag over the back of the <laughs> headlight. Like, like, like the back of the headlight housing was completely gone and it had been replaced with a garbage bag. And well, no wonder why the bulb went out. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it probably got touched by bare hands and then like, it oh, rained. rained. And, and just, you can tell this guy's mechanic is top notch, you know? Um, so we changed this in the parking lot. We have a, we have some lunch and we're like, all right, let's go on with our day. Right. Is this the same day? No, this was not the same day. Okay. So we go down, we have a couple great days in Byron Bay. Um, which you have to go to, which you have to go to if you're in Australia, like it's definitely a little bit touristy, but it is a very niche town. It was vegan friendly. We were having a good time. That's where we met up with a friend. Um, great beaches great sir yeah we were gonna do a kayak with dolphins but it got too stormy so that got canceled um and we weren't able to rebook because they were like well you could do it this day and we already had reservations further down the road um so we finished up at byron bay and we start driving towards brisbane and it was the worst stop and go traffic because brisbane is a is a very large city um and we're in stop and go traffic for what seems like eternity and the van is starting to get kind of warm. We're getting kind of hangry. So we pull over at a gas station. We eat. Right. This happened in this order. Yes. Yeah. So we eat. And um, thank God we pull over and ate. Listen to your hunger and take care of it before things get ugly. Um, 
and we get back on the road, more stop and go. And all of a sudden, the and we like a check engine light pops up. And yeah. we're like, huh, what's this? And so like it flashes a couple of times and it like goes back away. I'm like, okay, weird. But like we'll keep going. Yeah, and I can kind of hear in my window it has it has a turbo. A turbo. And so you, like the like turbo the... was like a little bit louder. Like right, like the blow off valve was louder. It was like, okay, we're gonna like get a little bit of a race car sound here. This is the front. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and then like a couple more miles go by and like check engine light comes on again. And like this time it doesn't go away and the sound gets a lot louder. And then it starts blinking, which is like it usually is like pull over, pull stop, over, assess like, the situation, do not proceed. Um, so we pulled over as soon as we could and like got to hold the owner. Yeah, we, we, pulled, we were in a gas station, pulled into the sign that says, you know, parking for five minutes only. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to challenge that limit. Watch me. So we call the owner. We call NRMA, which is like AAA roadside, assist, roadside assistance there. Is this through camp. him or through the it's, rental it's company? Through it's through the rental company Camplify. So they've got like a helpline with roadside yeah. assistance that you can call. When I, um, when I hear that noise, I think of one thing immediately. Like just because of our last van, I, th- well, I think of the uh, hoses and are they attached properly? You know? Like, All right. Well, you, you sir, you're hitting the nail on the head here. So, uh, <laughs> but again, like James is super handy. Like right. in our van, we would go out, you know, elbows deep, like just roll it up right. and let's deal. But with like, it. this isn't my vehicle. I don't want to wrench on it, right? And so I'm like, you yeah. know, I, if I break something, I don't want to get like sued. I don't want legality. So like, you know, let's try to do like all the proper channels, I guess. Um, so we ended up having to sit there for roadside assistance, and they came out and they're like, "Yeah, it's broke." Yeah, and it turns <laughs> out like the, the guy that was helping us, he didn't outright say it because I didn't think he wanted to like admit to it, but he like alluded to the fact that he was a previous Mercedes um, mechanic. And he's like, this is a turbo problem, probably a hose. I can't do anything for you, um, but that's probably the issue. So you should contact the mechanic. Um, so you call back the owner yeah, and kind of give him the lowdown. Um, and like while we were there, the owner was definitely like pretty good, pretty good, pretty like trying to be accommodating. Like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have known this is going to happen. It's like, yeah, like I get it. Like things we live break. in a van, things yeah. break. No big deal. You know, we're not we're not going to be the Karen of the situation. We've lived in a van for a while. Like, I don't know. Had our own breakdowns. Things happen, right? Mm-hmm. So we go in, we clear it with the guy at the gas station who gives us this look of like, you know, I don't really give a shit. Just keep to yourself. Right. We're like, we're going to sleep in your parking lot. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we sleep in the parking lot. And in the morning, we're like, maybe the issue is like, maybe now that it's cooled down, right? We're going to stop and go traffic. Maybe it's fine now. And we start driving it and it's immediately apparent loss of power like it's it's in limp mode um so we pull over no park and we call the guy like did you get a hold of anybody like what are you going to do about this because all right we got plants like we're at our brisbane was based there we were roughly 12 hours away from sydney yeah so it'd be a really long tow drive like let's figure it out um comes out of the woodwork the guy must know someone in this area he had like a rental house or something and so he's got some mechanic man that he's like, drive here. Don't do a tow, just drive. And we're like, I mean, I guess so. Um, so we're like, like, we're like, all right, dude told us to drive it. Okay. Drive it in. Mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, so that's what we did. We drove it and it was, the guy took a look at it. He's like, I think I know what it is. I could have a part here by the end of the day. And we're like, okay, great. Like, if that's the case, like, fantastic um but we're in like an industrial park and i'm like what do we 
you know, what do you do all day, right? Um, it was supposed to be vacation. Now we're just got to find something to do in this industrial park. Cause like, you know, we could probably get an Uber and stuff, but whatever. I don't know if it's going to be done in a couple hours or a day or never. <laughs> um, so we found a vegan cafe um, and the barista was super nice. Let us hang out on the patio, like even after they closed, um, kind of like chatted us up for a while and we were back and it was like, they still didn't have the part. And we're like, okay, like try not to stress about it up until this point, because why worry about things that may not happen, right? Um, and it's getting to be like four o'clock. I close at five. He comes back in and we're like, hey, so like, if you don't have the part today, what does that look like for us? He's like, well, I'm closed Saturday, Sunday, and it's um, Queen's birthday or something on Monday. No, it was the Queen's death. Well, no, no, they <laughs> they already done the Queen's death. It oh, was okay. like, right. it was kind of like. I think it was a Queen's holiday or on Monday, whatever that was. I, mean, I don't know what the name of the holiday was. It already had like her funeral day off. Um, and so, so we're like, okay, so you wouldn't be open again until Tuesday. Then the panic sets in. You know, here we are, really close to close. The part isn't here. And we got no backup plan. So like, we need, like, no. hotel, no. rental cars, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. nothing's packed. We, like, you know, just had our backpack, typical van life go bad. Like, got your electronics, your pricey things, and you're ready to go. Um, but we didn't have everything else. Holy. <laughs> um, and so I just got to the van, like, I just packing. And the guy kind of saw me walk out. It's just, like, a one-day, one-guy operation. Um, and so he sees me walk out and he goes to James. He's like, I just heard from the EPS driver, the courier. It's going to be here. It'll be like 10 after five and I'll do it. I'll stay over a little bit. She'll only be like a 20 minute fix. Cause we were looking at hotels and it is like $500 a night. Uh, if there's availability, you're having to stay in like penthouse, like cause it's spring break everywhere. So you're getting like the bougiest, most expensive accommodation. Cause it's which, the only thing that's left. Yeah, that's the only thing that's left. And, like, rental cars are pretty much all taken. There's no backup camper van because this is through Campify. It's not through a company. Like, you know, like a rental RV company that has multiple models. And we're, like, freaking out. Like, I we have trip insurance, but, like, I don't know how much this I can really get them to pay for. Like, I'm not – if I spend And you don't want to, like, put, you know, $1,500 on your credit card and then find <laughs> out that it's not yeah. covered later. Yeah, so it's like we were just kind of like, oh my god, this is about to get right. really ugly, really fast. We ended up getting super lucky though. The part came in like five minutes before close, and just it, Frankie, you were right. It was an intercooler air hose. Um, <laughs> um, it had blown. There was a big hole in it, yep. um, so it was like super easy just to hose two hose clamps and we were good to go. The guy was like. He stayed over like 20 minutes to put it back together for us. And yeah. we got on our way that night. We took pictures because awesome. we're like, I'm prepared, right? I don't know where this shit's going, but I'm prepared. So we took a picture of the receipt, which the guy paid. We didn't have to pay for that one. Hallelujah. I took pictures of the hose. And then we called the guy and we're like, hey, the van is fixed. We're getting on the road. Um, any more issues? And like, I'm not interested. Like, we're breaking up. We're like, I'm done with your van if this has another issue. Because um, at this point, it had been... You know, like one evening and a whole day and then we were out of campsite um and we just got grocery shopping so that was also a point of terror the van is like loaded with food and we're like we just dropped like a hundred dollars on groceries and now it's might be left behind you know like stupid logistics but things that you're thinking about um so after that what we went into uh 
went to the Steve Irwin Zoo, <laughs> yeah, nice. which was awesome. which was which was really cool. Ten out of ten, like I, such a tourist thing. But I don't know. Highlighting I, the trip. Yeah, I loved uh, it. We we both grew up watching like Steve Irwin, yeah. and Crocodile Hunter, and it was super cool. Yeah, and it was like they they treat you can tell like as a zoo like I mean being a vegan I think like sometimes like zoos depending on where your demographic is in the vegan spectrum um, can be like controversial, but like. If they're done right and they're doing it for conservation, reproduction, re, you know, rehabilitating yeah. species, like, great. Like, you can't care about quals if you never see, you know, like, it's not ingrained in people. You kind of got to see that stuff. And so it was, like, yeah. a really good zoo. I felt like all the, like, And, like, all the, like, were, um, like crocodiles and a lot of the dangerous animals there were actually had been, like, rescued. And they were, like, you know, problem animals that were, like, they were eating, you know, like, the farmer's cattle or whatever. And so, like, the alternative was these were probably going to be, like, shot and killed. Yeah. Or they could live in the zoo. And some of them so, were, had been, like, re-released and then returned back to the spot that they'd released them. So they just, like, you know, they couldn't have them in that public beach where they could, like, kill someone. Um, so they, like, took them in or, you know, stuff like that. It was, like, really, it was a really good zoo. And it was, like, the most active I've ever seen animals. We watched, like, this herd of zebras and giraffes. Yeah. Just, like, go ham. They were running around and kicking and yelling and it was just like we were cracking up it was so funny but yeah if you're ever in australia Australia, it's worth the hype we really had a good time um did you meet so right now we we did go to the um uh the crocosseum to watch the The crocodile crocodile show with um the his son his wife and the daughter had just had a kid so she's not she wasn't there but her husband was in yeah. it and apparently every day the family is yeah. there and they put on the show where they feed the crocodiles and everything and have the animals yeah so that was really, was really cool neat it sounds huge if the zebras and they're like running around like it's got to be pretty yeah. oh yeah it was a, it was like each they didn't have like you know when you go to a zoo you're like i'm going to see gorillas and i'm going to see this they didn't focus on having all the animals. They focused on having like more quality for the animals that they yeah, had, it's you know? And so all yeah. the enclosures were like well-sized. You didn't go up and be like, wow, that's pathetic. And I feel terrible for the animal inside of there. Like you could tell that like, they were, you know, for being an animal that is within confines seemed like they were doing very well, which, which makes me happy. <laughs> you know? um, so what? What else? After that, after that, we turned around and we started going back. back. Yeah, things are great. Things are going very so well. We had a few nice days there. Yeah, like, um, um, and random, like, not van life or not, like, our life days. Camping there is very different. Um, so we do a lot of, like, in the States, big RVs, and people are always in, like, vehicles and stuff like that. No one, not that many people tend, I won't say no one, like, people tend, but it's, it's kind of like your entry. Like you start with tenting when you're younger or like if you've got a family and like, it's just really expensive to do an RV, obviously. The Australians tent. They tent and they do not mess around. Like if you're given a plot of land at a campsite, they will put the tent up and a like, which we call it a car show tent, but like the 10 by 10 with just the roof. And then every tarp you've got in your garage, cover Cover the land, make yourself an outdoor yeah. patio. Like There's a shower tent, a dining tent, a sleeping tent. Yeah, like like it looks almost like a homeless camp. Like because it's just it's just tarp after tarp. Like we, <laughs> we took some pictures. We're like this is just wild. You would never see this. Like 
if someone went tent camping, they're probably more like maybe they got the the Coleman like eight person tent for like them and their family, and maybe the bathroom tent um, or like two small tents and like a little like screen room depending on where you're at. But why they was, they just why was the reason for this though? Like there has to be a reason for it. Was it like because of bugs or something? Like I, I feel like I think I think moisture for one, like because it does rain. rain. A decent amount. Um, and probably for bugs. There was lots of screen rooms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And I think like storage, like if you think about like um, a lot of these people, like the housing is very expensive there, which I mean, it is in the States too, but very expensive. And like, they don't have RVs because RVs take up a lot of space and the RVs, they're also way sh- smaller, like way smaller in length and height. Um, we saw a lot of like, kind of like strange pop-up rigs that were like short. Like you could tell it was kind of designed to fit in like a single car garage bay. Yeah. Um, they were also really big on like their adventure trailers with like the pop-up tents. on. Yeah. Top. The pop-up tents or like a, a small pull behind utility trailer that would like, you know, you got the pop-up tent on it, but it's lower to the ground. Like if it were on top of a truck bed instead of the top of a vehicle and in that trailer would be like your cook stove and like, um, a few small things like that. Yeah, and it was really neat to see see a lot of the rigs though and it was just like a lot of stuff that looked kind of like expanded out it was like uh you know like if you were doing like the kids origami like the cootie catchers and stuff like you just like keep folding stuff out and it just keeps expanding um it was i don't know it was just very different from the u.s and not like bad just it was a totally different style of camping than especially nowadays we see here I kind of like that because it makes it more accessible for everybody because I feel like having a setup like that, I mean, obviously you're investing some money and especially, you know, you upgrade to like the dining suite and then the bathroom suite, you know, like you're like adding to the collection. But like if every summer you go camping with your family and you add like one thing, you know. Yeah. And so you're adding adding like $50 at a time. You're not dropping 60,000. Right. You know, at a time, you know, and it's like, it's stuff you can keep. It's, it's humble, you know, like, cause like, obviously we we're both in vans and, but it's like our house, which is like a little bit different. But when we go camping, like camping and it's not my daily life, I don't need the kitchen sink. I don't need, you know, like we can go out in a tent if it's just for a weekend, like, yeah, swallow it. You're going to sleep like shit on this little foam pad and, but you're going to have fun. You're going to have a fire. You're going to cook something weird over us, you know, like a Coleman mm-hmm. stove because have and it's just kind of like part of the experience of camping like you're actually camping you're not just like yeah. living in the outdoor you know like well, it's just it's a different between, i feel like van life isn't camping and camping isn't no. van life and we might kind of no. exist <laughs> in a lot of spaces but living it or like having a tent and like going out and tenting is different than living in a van even exactly. though sometimes we call it camping it's definitely yeah it's not it's definitely not it's definitely not you know and so it's like it was really neat to see you know and it was like everyone's having fun the kids are outside on their bicycles they're going down to the beach it's like it's very much a disconnect and camp scenario which you know not everyone had like a satellite dish attached they did exist like that's not like it didn't happen but more than not it was like people sitting around chatting Sitting around the campfire, everyone's outside, yeah. um, barbecue for like every meal. Every meal, yeah. So but it was where, like, it, it was nice a, to see the. Where was the TV? Did they have a TV in the tent? <laughs> so, <laughs> not the tents, I didn't notice it as much, but some of like the pop up RVs, they, they would have TVs in them. Um, and so you could tell like some people were more enclosed, but like since that was such a small portion of it, like maybe 30% of the mm-hmm. camp, like when we were in the campgrounds, maybe like, 
except for the really big ones, were almost all vehicles or rooftop tents, a couple of small vans. And I mean, we're talking like Westy size, like very small, humble, like I've got my bed and I do everything out of a pullout drawer in the back kind of a deal. So if someone was in a small van, it was still very much, I spend my time outside and then I crawl in and I go to bed. Kind of like Catch-22. I mean, obviously you were there on a super busy weekend or weeks that, you know, yeah. there's some downsides to that. But then it's also kind of cool that you actually got to like be immersed in like camper oh, yeah. culture, you know, with yeah. like yeah. the max amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and even the max amount of people still felt so good like <laughs> it, it was like nothing was near as crowded as we've seen in america no like even if it was like booked like things were fully booked and even though like the rest stops we stayed at were very full it didn't have the same chaos like you might need to like bust a cuff for you know like not like anyone's punching out for spots but like you know when you start to get like really defensive when you're like getting close to your edge at night and you're like i just need to find a place to sleep and obviously we booked sites so we didn't have quite that fomo but it was like it was chill it wasn't it didn't feel cutthroat it didn't feel like yeah. people were just having fun and no one seemed like super yeah. snooty i don't know yeah. it just it just felt very it was good vibes all around. good vibes <laughs> the people the people that you were around were obviously like good nice fun friendly people like they were more laid back yeah, than, than it would be in the states 100 100% like so. you didn't feel like you didn't have those people that went to really far ends of either end of the spectrum, at least where we were camping. Like I didn't, we didn't have boombox Bob over there, like, you know, blasting his sound for everyone at the campground. Bob. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Boombox Bob was at the hot spring yesterday. Oh my God. Pedro, no? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, do we want to be here? Yo, that was so loud. I, I was sitting in the front and it was legit. Rattling the van so hard, I was looking up like, is this shit gonna fall down right now? Like, am I cabinet gonna stay up? <laughs> I've been down some gnarly roads going from Alaska all the way down to uh, Costa Rica uh, now. And this was the first yeah. time I was like, is shit gonna fall off? Anyway, you can put that in your bank. Right? I like that. I wonder if it has a little bit to do with, like, I mean, obviously the Aussies are much more laid back people than the Ameri North America. Well, now that we're in Central you America, we learned that yeah. Americans, everybody's American because it's all North, South. It's all America. North, Central, South. We can say America because everywhere in the Americas, you get boombox bop. Yes, but <laughs> different parts in Amer in the Americas where people are differently chilled out. And I feel like in the United States sure, of America, yes. people tend to be a little bit more high strung. And then I wonder too if like, you know, you spend all this money on all your gear and all your camp, you know, whatever, and it's like you have all this money invested into it, like you you're like expecting a certain kind of experience. I would say that Boombox yeah. Bob though in the States, that he might be like not as friendly, right? Where Boombox yeah. Bob He might be or, a little bit colder or he's like high as a kite and you just need to like enter in and be like, yeah. yo, and then he'd be like, dude, you know, it's like it could go either way. Either he's just like so self-absorbed that he just doesn't know until you poke him or he's just wants like he's like this is my trail you can just piss off you know like <laughs> yeah that's fucking great though okay you guys are getting back on the road you have just yeah. had a couple of glorious days in a van that is fully yes. operable 
Now what? <laughs> okay, so, so uh, we, we, we grab that. Co- we grab a coffee. We see the snakeskin. So that was closer to the end. We have one night left. One night. So left. last night in the van, we're like on the way to bring it home. Yeah, you guys and got like this. on our way. Yeah, yeah, we got this. We're we're going and like we got to find a dump station on the way. You know, because we're gonna start cleaning things out before we turn it in. Um. And we're sipping our coffee, driving down the highway. And it's like smooth 65 miles an hour. Ain't things no, great. Ain't no thing. We're having a really great conversation about like life, where things are going, we're vibing. All of a sudden, it was just like, Dah! and like the van is just like, da, 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 da. and I was like, we should blow a tire. Like I've never experienced like a tire blowout before. And James looks in the rear view and he's like, oh yeah, that tire's yep. gone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, the rear driver's side tire just uh, exploded as we were driving down the highway. Yeah, just like disintegrated. And it's just like wrapped around the wheel. And uh, we pull over. You get out and like, like check I, it out. I check it out. And like, you know, it, it's gone. The rim's toast because it happened at like highway speed. Yeah, right? so you take it and you, you take a wheel and you slam it on the ground at 60 miles an hour. It's going to have a flat shaved edge essentially. Um, because it wasn't a pothole, we ground that baby into the asphalt. Um, you called Yeah, Camplify. so we, we called the owner, we called Camplify, the whole roadside assistance bit that yeah. we just done like a week prior. Yeah, we're pros now, right? Um, so we get them to come out, the roadside assistance guy, we're in kind of a goofy spot on the highway. And he was like, ah, it's a big van. It's a weird spot. I, I can't really help you out. So we're going to need to tow you, you know, off the highway and then we can put the spare on. Yeah, just like for his safety, because like we yeah. were pulled so far into the grass, he couldn't get a like, jack in and like have it be on the pavement to lift a nine thousand pound vehicle. And I was like, dude, don't risk your life. I wouldn't risk my life for this sand. It's fine. Like, right. don't worry about it. Um, um, so that they like line up a tow truck, which was like a whole ordeal. Um, in Australia, like the one seventy sprinters are like technically commercial vehicles, and so it's like really hard to get a tow for them. Yeah, because you got to get the flatbed. You know, you can't get just yep. a, uh, a dolly. So they show up eventually, and they, like, tow us into this little tire shop. We eat, like, all the remaining food. We're just, like, <laughs> working. We just know. As soon as we're done, like, the, yeah. the adventure is over. There's no way in hell this is going to go well from here on out, right? Clear out the pantry. And when you called the guy, too, like, the owner, his first words were not, I don't remember, of concern. They were, what'd you hit, mate? Yeah, it was like a very accusatory. accusatory. Right. And we're like, oh, Jesus, like, here we go. Like, this is about to get weird. Like, we we get, just got this feeling that it was like, you're going to come at us as if we were being like, you know, jerks driving your vehicle down, you know, something other than a regular basic interstate. Yeah. Um, so, like, at the tire shop, they start looking at it, and it's, of course, like, the tire blew up. Um it, as part of that uh, collateral damage, it destroyed a brake line and leaked out oh, fluid, oh. which it was next to the water jug, like the water fill. So, I mean, at we first thought, I it, was thought water. it was water, you know, there was liquid, and we're like, oh, and it was kind of a mess with like mangled tire bits everywhere. Whatever, they just get it off the highway. I'm not concerned. But once they got it to the tire shop and took it all off, I was like, no, yeah, it's definitely brake fluid. Like, we can't drive it. We can't drive it. And um, so they go to put the spare on it. Mm-hmm. And the spare tire they pull out from underneath the van was from, I believe, 2015. 2015. So, like, pretty old at this point. Which and most tire places won't put on tires that are more than five years old as a, as a pretext. We, we found this out. Yes. Um, yeah. And it had a huge gouge out of the sidewall. So they were like, really, we, like, legally can't even put this tire on the van and, like, drive away. But the brakes are gone. So we know you can't go very far. So we'll put it on here for you so that you can get it towed somewhere. Um. Which, like... <laughs> 
thank you. That makes it much easier to get towed, right? Right. Um, and so also as part of this, like we're like kind of looking at like blown tire. We have like all like, you know, the, the bits and pieces of it. And it was completely bald. Like you could look at it and there was like hardly any tread. To left. the wear bar. Like it it was, no, it shouldn't have been on the vehicle. Um, and so like, should have put the fare on. It was probably, yeah, yeah, right. it was probably just as badly dry rotted as that. Uh, turbo yeah. uh, inline air. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. If, like I mean, if that was dry rotted underneath the hood, I can only imagine the tires. Yeah, oh God, right, right. You should have covered it with a plastic bag, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> duct tape. So I start, just duct tape. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I start taking pictures, thinking like, all right, we're gonna yeah. have, we're gonna have like a legal battle. Well, here. While we're in the waiting room of the tire place, too, we called Campify to see, like, because we could get by the guy's questions, like we were gonna be it owing money right and campify's policy was kind of like well like tire damage is kind of the owner's or the user's fault like i think they're assuming you know if you go out and do burnouts yeah right? right and you, so you called them and we're like hey we blew out a tire like what's the circuit like what is your policy here and the guy was like couldn't give you a straight answer because it's dependent upon what the issue is um so we're like okay this will in fact be a battle and we're going to have to pay for first we were thinking we were going to pay for the tire and the rim and then it was the yes. brake line and then it was the sensor and you know, it was you know, oh, yeah, that's the, right there was a brake sensor that got destroyed too. yeah so, and so we're like oh my god like this is going to be a lot of money if this man tries to come for us so i tell james i'm like get out there i'll watch our stuff inside take a million pictures. take a million pictures take more pictures than you think you need because so, we're going to need this for proof in this process we discovered there were Four different brands of tires on the vehicle, all and different three, dates. Four different years as well. Um, so like clearly the tires have been replaced like very piecemeal, like as they exploded or as they went flat. Who knows? Um, who knows? Um, and we just were lucky to have the old one with on the vehicle when we were driving, I guess. Yeah. And um, was the so oldest they, tire the one that blew out? Yeah, you yeah, got the, it. <laughs> the oldest active use tire, you know, because obviously the spare was older, but the oldest, baldest one on the car is the one that blew on the highway. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The crazy, <laughs> Change your tires, kids. Check the tread. Right. The crazy part <laughs> is it just shows neglect, right? Like, it, yeah. abs it absolutely did. Unwillingness to make sure that whoever the person was that was going to be renting this was going to have the best experience possible. Well, I think, yeah. too, if you're renting it out on a site like that, well, this guy, maybe, was just trying to do as little as possible <laughs> to, make to get the most profit. return as yep. possible. Whereas, yep. like, yeah. if that was your house that you were living in, you would oh, want to have you would... matching tires. Exactly. You do the whole set. You don't, like, maybe you take one of your old ones and you make it your new spare. But, like, your active tires, you replace those all at the same time unless there's an emergency or you run something over and it's just, like, you know, your BFs are all new from like the last year and yep. you damage one somehow. Then maybe you replace that one, but it's in the same year and similar right. time frame as your others. Like, yeah. you do it as a set. Well, <laughs> and realistically, you'd be rotating your, like, if you have a full size spare, yeah. you'd be rotating yes. that full size spare in the whole time. So, Just, yeah. But if you did have something happen within the first year, it would basically be like rotating in a full size spare, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, it's just like it really showed, like you said, neglect on his part. And, you know, we were just like, well, I don't know where this goes. I just want to, I just want to tell and I want to be done. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 
you obviously had a couple of days buffer at the beginning of your trip. Did you also factor in a couple of days buffer at the end of your trip? Or at this moment, yes. are you also trying to get to the airport? No. no. So we had three nights after two this? Nights. Two nights after this at hotels. Thank goodness. And that hotel bed, I couldn't get there fast enough. Like, bring it on. Um, two weeks of shitty sleep and all this drama. And I was like, I just want a bed. I almost forgot you um, we were rolling into a bowl the whole time you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was like we were just done, right? So we call the guy, or he called us first, and he's like, hey, yeah, mate. Yo, I I found a tire because while we're at the tire shop, the guy tells us there are zero rims that will match Mercedes pattern in the country. Zero. None at all. Um, so mate calls us and he's like, Hey, I found a tire at the junkyard with a rim for a hundred bucks. hundred bucks. And we're like, Are you asking for permission? I'm not paying for that shit. Sure, get it. I'm not buying you a new tire either. Buy it. I don't care. Because he had a renter renting it out the very next day that we returned it. So he was concerned with getting He was going to just there. slap that yeah. baby on there for the next person to have with a no break, with. with no brakes. Yeah. Well, right. he didn't He didn't know this part yet because it was still kind of like in the works, right? Um, and so we then call him back later, fill him in on that no there might be potential brake damage. Um, and he's like, there's a Mercedes dealer around the corner. Like, Go check it out. See, it's 4.45 on a Friday. Or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, Joe, right? <laughs> so uh, I drive it around the block with the e-brake, because there's no actual brakes, <laughs> um, to the Mercedes dealer. With a brief pit stop to a public restroom, which we will defile with the cassette toilet. We weren't that rude, right? But, like, we just needed to get rid of all of the nasty things and all the food, because we didn't want him to hit us up with, like, oh, well, you didn't empty the toilet, Shame for you to not thinking about that. Well, it you know blew out a tire on the highway. So we just like do the right thing. We clean out the toilet. We clean out the fridge. We throw away our food. We go to the Mercedes dealership. And at this point, it's almost five p.m. when they close, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna fix this." Yeah, we literally <laughs> rolled in. We're like, "Hey, I know your answer to this, but like, I think I have to ask this just by like effort." I broke my van. The brakes are cut. Probably. Can you fix it? No. Thanks. All right. Bye. You know, like, it was just like, I, I'm asking out of courtesy and we called the guy and we got back the owner and we're like, Hey, they can't fix it. And he's like, did you press him, mate? Did you go back in and ask him like, is it tomorrow? He's like, I don't want, you know, we don't need to get a tow if they can fix it tomorrow. And I'm like, you've owned a Mercedes for how long? And you really think they're going to fix it tomorrow? Is it different in Australia? Because I'm feeling like we got a three-week wait here, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> the moment so we walk the moment I would have got there, I would have said, yo, listen, dude, the car's staying right here at the Mercedes dealership, and you can either have it towed or you can have it fixed yourself. But you're the one coming here to tell them. Yeah. It's not like we go in and you're like, hey, like could you fix it tomorrow? And the guy's like, look, I have 30 cars in front of you. I could maybe look at it in three days. If we can get a part, maybe we'd fix it two days after that. But more than likely, the part's going to need to get ordered. You're looking at like eight to ten days. And we're like, thanks. But I really don't care. But thank you. I'll go tell that to someone who does. And that's you know? honestly <laughs> not that unreasonable for like a job. No, no job. That's, that's really good because most of our friends that have Mercedes – they're talking like weeks, like three weeks before they can even get seen most of the time. And so like eight to 10 days is actually like, is that nice, but not okay for our situation. Right. And 
we're trying to get a tow. We're calling back and forth. We've thrown away like all the food. So we, we have no food. We have like no food. How um, far away are you from Sydney? Four and a half hours. So we were, we, we like start looking up like trains and like taxis and Ubers. Just get me the hell out of this situation. We're like the vans at the dealership weren't thinking, we're just leaving. We're like, we'll just throw the keys there and we'll say, I don't know, man. I left it for you. Like, this I'll, isn't I'll my throw problem. the keys under the, the dealership door and then just leave. Like, yeah, I'll put a sticky note and be like, keys are under the mat. And if some guy finds it in the nighttime, oh, he's, wow. He's definitely away well, because you can't stop yeah. the fan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he'll figure it out real quick that he can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> so, so we're on the call or like we're trying to figure out when we're getting a tow and we're just getting strung around. This all was like, we started at noon. We were at the dealer by five and we're just like hanging out and it's getting close to eight. We still haven't heard anything. We're hungry. We're trying not to pee. You know, we're not using our the bathroom in the van because we, we cleaned it. it. It's empty. We want to return it like that. So we go down to the gas station to get snacks and we use the bathroom. The guy's like, yeah, our bathroom's broken. I'm just like, well, that's unfortunate for you too. I don't think it's actually broken. You just don't want to use it. Um, <laughs> so we go around and look for snacks and I really had been wanting salt and vinegar chips. So we get salt and vinegar chips and we get a Coke vanilla because that's really big in Australia. Um, and we check out, we go back to the van. We're going to have some chips. We're just going to watch some YouTube, try and relax, right? Dude, open that bag of chips. It has milk in it. I'm vegan. I cannot have milk. I am very dairy sensitive. And I was like, you got to be shitting me, man. I just wanted a bag of chips. <laughs> and whatever composure I had was gone in that moment that I opened the bag of chips and I could not eat them. <laughs> so next time Carol calls from Campify to inform us of our new situation, James is holding the phone and I just, I was like, I know it is not your fault, but like your this butthole is getting ripped. Like I just need to just unload on somebody. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean we don't have a toe for tonight? I'm like, I'm not sleeping in this van. And like, I, I mean, I feel bad about it in hindsight, but I just was like, the thread was broken, right? Hi, um, so I, just give it to James. And I'm just like, you deal with it because I know that I'm not capable of being a decent human right now. Like I just, I'm furious. This isn't going well. I'm hungry. You know, root cause, I'm hungry. And, <laughs> and finally we get a hotel. And we say, like, just get one that's within walking distance, right? You know, we got all of our stuff. And she's like, oh, I got one. It's like a kilometer, a little over a kilometer away. I'm like, that's, that's, I mean, sure, it's walking. walking distance. She's like, they close in 15 minutes. And we're like, cool. It's also pouring rain, Carol. Like, there's literally one that I looked on their website. It was covered and had openings. It was like one block away. That's what I thought when I said walking distance. We weren't in it for a hike, you know? So we put our bags on. She's it's calling for a hike. It's 15 minutes away. <laughs> she calls and she's like, oh, well, I can get a taxi. And we're like, by the time, we are not in a nice or a big town. By the time you get an Uber, the place be closed. Like, oh we ain't got time. So we hang up on Carol, put the bags on, and we just leave. Like, I can walk a kilometer in about we 10 minutes. We just right? hang up like, on her. We call the hotel. And we're like, keep the doors open. I'm coming. I got a lot of baggage. Like, just hold the door. I'm going to be there. We're walking, and then all of a sudden, we heard from the tire shop that it was maybe not... Like, not the best area? Not the best area, not the best characters. We're walking with all of our bags, and there's a random car on the street. And as soon as we walk by, 
this dude like jumps out of his car and like he's like following us. He's following us, and I'm like, no man, I got an instinct. Nina's just vibing right now, and I'm gonna I'll turn around, I'll smack you with this bag. It's very heavy. Like, like I'm watching him all over my shoulder and he either thinks we're on crack because we are just like show shiftily watching him the entire time or he picks up on the vibe or he actually lived in the building that yeah. he went to. Not sure. Wasn't going to So luckily around. he didn't want anything to do with us. He didn't want anything to do with us. So he, he parts off, but it was just very odd timing. And I'm just like, I have no patience for this right now. So poor guy, he almost got punched. He like, almost, I mean, like, I was ready. We we were going to tango if he came anywhere near me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get to the hotel. The dude is, like, empathetic at the counter. He's on the phone with Carol trying to get payment. He's like, yo, Carol, like, shut up. I got to get these people their key. Hang on one second. And he gets us our room key. He's like, she'll settle the payment. I'm not, just go. You guys have, like, you've had a long day. He's like, thank you. I will be in my room. Good day. Um, and we get there. It's definitely, like... We're not here for bougie standards, right? It is definitely in the one to two star wild crime rate, bars on the window kind of vibe. Um, <laughs> but I don't care. He has a real actual bed for my back. Without a bowl in it. <laughs> yeah, right. No strings. No strings. Uh, no strings. And so James gets in the room. He's on the phone with Campify again. He's like, I'm not getting off the phone until you get me a toe. And I'm getting ready for bed. It's 10 o'clock. I'm hangry. The only way we can settle this day is just to go to bed, right? Like, just end it. <laughs> um, so I'm getting ready for bed. And as I'm getting changed in my pajamas, I find a mother effing tick on, like, the tramp stamp. So I have a tramp stamp tick on my back from standing in the grass We're waiting, for the, <laughs> waiting for the tow truck. And I was like, you got to be shit me. I'm ending this day with a tick above my butt crack. Like, we, I ain't got time. I was like, James, get this thing off me and I'm crawling into bed. I am done. <laughs> oh, could it oh, get yeah. any so, worse? It was just like the story. I know, no, right? Man. It didn't look like it broke the skin, but man, you better believe I had nightmares about like having Lyme disease for probably two weeks after that. Oh, my God. Um, so we'll find out. Check back in. Should we do another podcast in six months to see if I have Lyme disease? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a fun update. Yeah, check in with Lyme updates. Um, but we ended up getting a toe for the next morning uh, when you were on the phone. So yeah, right. so that, that, that was good. I'm sorry this is like such a long-winded story, but like I'm here oh, for the drama good. and I, I will make it as pizzazz as you want it. Um, <laughs> I want all the pizzazz. I'm having a blast over here. Okay. Um, so like the next morning we're having yeah. breakfast out of a maybe unwashed yeah. cups. Um, I don't know. It was kind of sketchy. It was a sketchy that. breakfast setup, but we had a bagel. We were fed. Bravo. Um, <laughs> so like they told me the toe was going to be like around like 10 a.m. Something like, okay, cool. We're going to have kind of like a slow morning in the hotel we room and we'll chill since we had drama last night. Um, so I get a call. It's the tow truck driver. And he's like, I'm coming right now. Uh, Hand me the car keys and I'll like drive by and you can throw them into the window of the tow truck. Dude, it sounded like, like something out of like a Dukes of Hazard movie. He's like, um, come outside in your jammies and throw me the keys. And so like I run out of the hotel room, like down the sidewalk in my pajamas with the keys to the van. And I'm like waiting for this random tow truck that I don't know what it looks like or anything. Uh, and he literally just like drives by, hardly even stops. And I throw the keys through the window. And he's on the <laughs> other side of the road. Like it's like it's not on the same side as the hotel. That's awesome. <laughs> He's like, I'll be back in 10 minutes. Get your shit. Let's go. <laughs> and so I run back in the room, get KJ, and I'm like, we got to get dressed. Go. Thundercats, <laughs> go. <laughs> Drink that dirty cup of water. Let's get out of here. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like coffee in, go take care of your business, brush your teeth. We're about to be in a car with a, a strange man for four and a half hours. Get ready. You know? Um, so yeah, he <laughs> came back around with a few. Yeah. yeah, it was actually great. We had a good time. He was, he was Terry, Terry's tilt tray towing in Tari, Australia. Wow. wow. Say that yeah, they saved our ass twice in one day. You know, good guys. But <laughs> but yeah, so we get in the, the tow truck and we're like, hey man, can I check my bags in the back? So we got all the luggage, so we heave it all up there. Um, and on the way back, we had like really good conversations comparing like Australian and states uh, differences, healthcare, uh, how bad, you know, like yeah, we had four hours to talk to this. Yeah, guy, man, so. you might as well. You're either gonna sit there in silence or you're gonna you're gonna make a friend. So you know, just double down, make a friend. Um, so it was great. It was great. And as we roll up to the mechanic in Sydney, four and a half hours later, it is apparent why the vehicle is in the shape it is. Uh, it is like a, you know, very tiny one man. And like, not to say that like single operation mechanics can't but You know, like one job. of these operations where they've got like a pile, like 10 feet high of like used tires they're trying to sell and stuff like that. Yeah, just you know, like, like it gives off the vibes. It says, you know, I'm, I'm doing... I'm maybe not doing my best. I'm just trying to run a business and make some money. Like it didn't, it didn't give me like, you know, good. Did that inspire confidence? No, no Keep confidence. You know the road what? when they shouldn't be. Let's just say it's not the missing. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. It's not the Mercedes dealership that's like, hey, we're eight days out on fixing your car. He's like, give me 20 minutes. I'll throw some lipstick on it and you'll be good to go, baby. I got a zip tie and yeah. duct tape. We can fix anything. And a plastic right. bag got- to throw over your light too. I got green slime. You think I can super glue? Did you bring the parts with you? Um, right. You're just holding as the piece. It takes 20 minutes to dry. Yeah, right. And as we're like going into, like, we're like maybe 20 minutes out, we called a guy and we've been giving him updates, the owner, like where we were at. We didn't know if we were going to have to meet him and do like the final closeout with Campfire or, or what. We, you know, shit's on fire and we just want to leave. Um, and he's like, oh, I don't know if I'll be there, mate. Like, I'm running around town trying to find parts. Da, 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 and we're like, cool. So we'll just like leave it. And so we took a bunch of pictures. We hang up the phone though. And James goes, yeah, he doesn't even know the problem. Like what parts is he looking to source? Like we like, told him like there was an issue with the brake lines, but like he didn't know what part he was looking for. So he was running all over town doing who knows what. Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. But like he was searching for something. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it was like, a, you know, a lawyer, <laughs> but like it was just weird and we're like fine well we'll just leave it we left the keys and yeah, like, right. the tow truck driver was like mm, this inspires confidence and he's like you guys good and we're like yeah it's fine he's like the train station is just up the road and we're like thanks that's probably what we're gonna use <laughs> so we, we go on through the gate we give the keys to the guy um the mechanic at the, the mechanic um and we're like cool uh that's it the owner says he'll be here in like 20 to 30 minutes but we're not waiting around everything's out we're good to go um, and to round this whole thing off, this is just comical. It really didn't hurt my feelings at all. We're walking out and I like felt something like hit my face. Like, like a drop of water. It was kind of yeah, rainy. Yeah, it was kind of rainy. No big thing. And, you know, we're walking out and I was like, dude, I'm going to do an Instagram story. Like, I got to tell the people that we are done with this van. And so, you know, feeling good. Shit's behind us. We know there's probably some stuff going to come haunt us. But for now, we're physically unloaded of the garbage. Um... <laughs> Doing the story, and I get down to James and say, hey, "Got some mustard on your chin." I was like, "It is like noon or 11. I do not have mustard on my chin. I've had a granola bar, you know." And he's like, "Well, let me get that for you." And he wipes it. He goes, "Man, it smells like crap." 
And it smelled, as soon as he like broke the seal on that thing, it smelled god awful. Like I got straight shit on by a bird onto my chin. No Some kind of weird yellow tropical bird crap. The shit was not behind you. The shit was on your face. On, it was on my face. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was just like this moment of like, yeah, that's how it ends. That is how it ends right there. And I like, I couldn't get to the train station fast enough to like pull a wet wipe and like hand sanitize. So I'm like, did I lick my lips? Like, I don't. Ugh. And it's like Andre's hands and we're both just like, this smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we still have like an hour and a half commute back to the city on the train yeah. um, but yeah so that's like how the main part of the saga ends we're done we go to the hotel which is thankfully right above a giant food court food and court, like all kinds, mall, of stuff. all kinds of stuff so we get like Indian food we get some wine we get dessert we are lo- we're yeah, gonna we like, just we went loaded up and went back to the hotel room. yeah we went in at like 2 30 we didn't come back out like it was like this is my vacation day and i will spend it how i want and how i want to spend it is on a comfortable bed watching random youtube videos and eating food that makes me feel nice well I'm like i know <laughs> it had to be a moment of like i need to do whatever it takes to make myself feel better because i know oh, yeah. you guys don't really drink much so like to get that yeah, bottle, not a ton. Yeah. So like get that <laughs> bottle of wine was like, I need something to make me just, just like, like relax. Un- unwind. Because it was just like it was both really hilarious at the time. Like, well, most of it was going on, except when poor Carol. I'm really sorry. Like, except for that moment. Like, we had been mostly put pretty good. About I mean, it. James was fine the whole time. That's just who he is. I was unwell. Um, <laughs> but like, we were mostly really like trying to stay positive the whole thing. Cause we're on vacation, right? Like every vacation comes with a little bit of dumpster fire, right? It's just a matter of how big is the trash receptacle? Like, are we burning a small bag of dog poop? Are we burning a whole dumpster? Like something goes wrong in every vacation. It's just gonna happen. Um, and so like, we just tried to stay positive. And so it's like, we're finding humor in it for the most part, all, the whole way, like, and while it was definitely a downer, like in hindsight of the whole vacation, like Australia was still like super beautiful, you know, screw that man that rented us the van. But like, we still had a, good <laughs> we still had a really good time and would go back. I would just do my travel differently and I would further reconsider ever hiring a rental van from just an independent owner. And then also reframe, we had thought about maybe renting out our van. Um, and while we take, obviously, dramatically better care of our vehicle all the tires match. Yeah, all the tires match for one um and you can, and you can actually drink out of the water tank <laughs> exactly yeah but like it really had us reconsider if we would do that both in the rental or the rentee perspective again or if we would just go with a company or just do hotels yeah because like, van like, life is great when the van is yours you're comfortable like you know i guess comfortable is like a loose term right we can be uncomfortable our standard for uncomfortable is high higher than most right? right like we can we can we can do hard things right we can be uncomfortable but when i'm looking at a vacation mode i might reframe that state of mind <laughs> this makes me think about the fact that pe- when people say i should like you should rent a van and try it for a week and see if you enjoy it right and that's why you i always say 
I don't know if I agree with that statement because yeah. realistically, you need to rent a van that's more specific to what you think you might like. Totally. Yes, you exactly. Because like we we thought about that when we were going to build out our van, like back in like 2018, 2019, we thought about that, and we were just like, these don't these don't fit what we build. So I don't know if the money I would spend on renting it would truly match what we would design. You know, like I could rent a van that is like the escape camper vans, which like nothing wrong with them, but that's very different than a full-time van life van for most people. Right. It's not a good comparison. Yeah. Like it was like, I can't rent a van that I can stand up in. And then we were looking there was like wander vans, which is like out of Idaho. And it was basically just like a seat that you could fold down into a bed, that, but like a car seat, you know, like not like a bench, yeah. you know? And so it just like never fit like what we thought it would be like. So we we're like, I don't know, do we want to do it or not? And I, I feel I like at that point you like, you already know you like the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's um, what kind of along these same lines too, though. Like, um, you know, we, we, we got this van, we had a breakdown, we had all these issues. It was like, we had like, you know, maybe like a whole year or six months of van life, like compressed into a few weeks. Yeah. Um, While so like, you're on vacation. Right? And yeah. cause like, you know, all of us on the road have had a, right. We've all had these breakdowns and stuff like that. So yeah. like, on the flip side, if you can't deal with that, then maybe you shouldn't get into van life. Yeah. I mean like, like cause, cause like for the most part we were like, if he would have had any other renter, they would have pieced out in that van probably in Brisbane because they didn't, they wouldn't understand that like, maybe this is just a small thing. It's just 24 hours at the shop. Like it's not what you thought you'd be doing, but like, it's just part of the territory. Um, you know, it's like our reaction was still much different than, than what someone else probably would have done if they were just like, I want to try van, the van life. You know. <laughs> Looking back at it, do you think that there's a possibility of maybe like, you might have said, you know what, after like the whole tank and the lights and the everything and then like the blown hose, do you think at some point you might have said, you know what, screw this, I'm just going to find hostels to stay in? Because ho hostels uh, so are pretty We cheap. did look at hostels, actually. Yeah. Um, but we, the biggest thing with hostels is like, I'm here for the community. I can't share a room with a stranger. I would never sleep. Like, yeah. it's just my mo like if i don't know you i can't sleep like just shady thoughts right i just i i'm a skeptical person i wish it wasn't that way um but like i probably couldn't share a room but we were definitely looking at private rooms in hostels along the way because that was like the cheapest way we right. could stay and then you can meet people along the way so like during the first breakdown we yes. were very very close to doing that yeah we had like hostels picked out for like the whole way back um if we would have if they would not have gotten that part in like last minute like they did then we yeah absolutely so was that blood yeah, was that part of blessing or a curse well i wonder too if it was <laughs> a little bit of a blessing for the next renter honestly because oh absolutely you guys are a very solid team and you've got three years in the van to like deal with all these stuff and it's not like you're coming at each other and like i feel like a regular couple who's never lived in a van if all this stuff would it could have ended a marriage it could have ended a marriage oh, yeah. man like, <laughs> And, and, like, and your background, your skills of yeah. being engineers. Yeah. And, like, being good drivers and, like, having the experience of driving a van that yeah. size, you know? And then, like, for James to, like, I don't know, if I was driving and something like that happened, we would probably have flipped the damn van. Let's be realistic. Yeah, right. You wouldn't have been driving. I wouldn't have been driving. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it was pretty sketchy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, it was not as... 
scary as I would have always imagined. Like when you see the tires pulling out on the highway, like, wow, that has to be like hella violent. Um, and had it been the front tire, that, that might have been the case. But thankfully, it was the rear tire. And while it was like intense, it wasn't like, I mean, I wasn't driving, but like it didn't seem we're, like we're it didn't seem like a time. Jesus yeah. take the wheel, like death is coming. Like I have no control. Like you were able to slow it down and we were able to pull over without like extra excitement added to the mix, you know, like just the right amount. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so wrapping up the saga. I know that it's probably still ongoing. We haven't heard like we talked a couple weeks ago. And I know the owner is kind of coming at you on the back end, trying to get you to pay for some stuff and, you yeah. know, whatever. Is that still kind of like ongoing or? We finally Mostly. have like 90% resolution. So we do not owe the man one singular dollar. Thank God. Um, he had tried to kind of like. He tried to argue that the vehicle was well-maintained and that, you know, it was our fault the tire blew out. Um, and so they asked him to, like, prove that it's well-maintained, you know, provide the paperwork and the records. And from what we could tell on our end, he was not able to do that. Yeah, that's basically Amplify. was like, you know, he was not able to provide records to prove how well-maintained his vehicle was. Therefore, the issue is closed, but we are still trying to get money back. Um, if nothing else, for the money that we put in and the money that we lost. Um, so for the wipers, the bulb the campsites we didn't get to stay in and then the night that we didn't get to stay in the van. So we'd already been reimbursed two nights while we were there for the first incident. Um, but we didn't get reimbursed for like all the stuff we purchased, the things we lost. And then that last night that we didn't sleep in the So, so maybe we'll get that money back. We'll see. Maybe. That would I mean, be honestly, Christmas surprise. Yeah. 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 It's like the man honestly could have kept his mouth shut and still made a decent amount of money. Like, obviously that's hardship. Like, if I was renting, yeah, it would really suck. Like, we paid $4,000 Australian to rent the van for 16 days. Something like that. Something like that. So, I mean, like, which, and it's a 40% basically conversion rate back to US. Um, US. So, everything is, like, 40% off is what we were saying as we went. Um, but he was trying to hit us up for about 1500 Australian dollars. He still would have made, like, just over, like, just under $3,000 for us taking the van out for two weeks time which is still pretty good money even after you've done the repairs to think about like you know no one that's on a vacation unless they've like royally effed up your vehicle by very obvious their account is it i don't know is it worth it you know like you're you're upcharging enough where you should be able to cover maintenance costs, maintenance yeah, costs. Right. and obviously that's a little bit above and beyond maintenance it's some damage mm -hmm. but to go after a customer for something like that like we're, you know, it would be a different story if we were like, oh, I did donuts and I did it. And like, I hope he doesn't notice. Or you went like super like, off road or like, yeah, yeah. like there would be crazy. a little bit of guilt on our shoulders and we wouldn't press the man. You know, like it would be different. But like we were driving down the highway and it happened. That's just the price he pays for poor maintenance on his own vehicle. And instead of just, you know, taking that as a learning lesson for himself of like, man, I was cheap on that one tire. I should have just bought a fourth tire. Mm -hmm. and instead, but instead he went, oh. Uh uh, oh. those kids, they're gonna pay for that. Yeah, right. I'll save 100 bucks, you know. And so now, like, once this all disputes out, like, there will be a negative review for sure. Um, that goes up, and I hope that you know, maybe even the listing is down or he's changed it. Like, when we posted a tour of the video, um, the tour video of the van, uh, once everything was resolved, I didn't want to post it until it was resolved. We actually got comments from people who had rented that van. 
which was hilarious. Like how in our community, like, was there someone else that just happened to rent the same van in Australia? Like, <laughs> uh, what did they say about it? They were like, the miniature mattress was an absolute ripoff. I mean, I forget like exactly how they worded it, but it was like, it basically, sounded like, like they didn't enjoy the experience. They did not they did enjoy that. their time either. Yeah. But apparently they didn't leave a review that was bad enough that you, yeah. to warn you. The, oh, reviews, you know? the reviews were good. Like when we looked at them, like and the man did have good, he was good response time. Like, face value over there his banter seemed good until the last incident like it had been pretty good we zoom called with him and like beforehand because we're like yo bro like what is your van life what's the mileage what's the data you know like give us the stats um and so like it had gone really well until it went really south like it just like all of a sudden took like a hard left and you're like oh that's that's a move it kind (laughs) of sounds like to me that he put a lot of band-aids on and then they all ripped off at the same time when you guys Dude, we were there to just take the tourniquet off. We're like, yeah. let's go. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he probably has actually made some pretty decent money from that van, you know. Uh and oh, yeah. just was never really willing to, you know, have sure. the right person look at it and say, Okay, this is what you really need. So that way nobody has a bad experience and you continue making cash. So I think the lesson yeah. of the story really is for the people out there that are renting vans out to people, make sure that you do your due diligence and make sure that everything is yeah. taken care of because then you're going to make more money in the long run yeah. anyway and you're going to have happy people. Absolutely. And like if you do that maintenance up front, because we were talking about like what our strategy would be if we were to rent moving forward, um, do the maintenance while the van is in your driveway and close to home. Because then, like, you know, if someone takes our van from Salt Lake to, like, San Francisco, I don't need to tow from San Francisco. I don't have to find a mechanic last second. I don't need to, you know, get someone on a plane. I don't need to drive out there and go pick it up. You know, it's like you'd be better off to spend the money to do oil changes, like, you know, every, you know, do it on the dime. Do it every 3,000 miles and just factor that into your price. Do new tires every year because you're probably getting a lot of mileage. Do like the safety and emissions check or whatever like your yeah, state laws are quarterly, just so that you know it's taken care of. You know, I'd rather deal with it close to home than like have it be an utter emergency for myself and the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, it saves you money in the long term, but then it's kind of like I don't know. It makes it. Ugh, I'm like, I don't think that I would want to rent our van. Just because I don't know if I would either after this. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, yeah, you I can love, make a I lived in it and I love it. I yeah. would be spec'd out though, like, all right, I am I'm five foot like six or seven. Our bed is made made specifically for me and Alex. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like it would be like if you are more than five foot seven, do not rent this van. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even like, think to ask about a mattress. Like you're like I you just even like, being oh, in the van world, it didn't occur to me, like, oh wow, it has a mattress. It's a fixed bed. Full fixed bed generally like is a decent size for most humans. But like Right, but like yeah, if you get someone that's like six foot four, that yeah. is not gonna like, work. It's like we would be the same thing. Like we have a full size bed in our van. Like if y'all love queens, like Get ready to be cozy. It's the it's a regular length, but like it is a smaller mattress. Like, mm. you cool with that? You know? Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this all up. I asked you earlier, you're back in the house, you were in the van for three years. Yes. What kind of was 
your thought process getting in the van always going to be having this like time limit on the van life or did things kind of like evolve while you were on the road and now you're back in your house so like how's that all kind of rolling out um, so originally we'd only planned on one year on the road typical right like one year um, and so like one year quickly turned into like two and a half almost three yeah because um, like after one we were like okay like let's do another like so she just covid hit in the middle of it we didn't get you know like it was it was both a very adventurous year and it was also you know we moved into the van and a month later the world collapsed you know like and so it was just like we felt robbed and we're like let's go longer why not this is working and then once we started to round the corner on going into like that third year, it was like starting to feel tired, it's like especially um, last September in 2021, um, our dog Lucky passed away and we had gone back to Michigan to our family's place to take care of putting her to sleep and everything like that. And like things just kind of shifted after that. Like we were not in a great headspace and we went out east where camping isn't. SEC. It's not wild. You know, you're sleeping at Walmarts all the time. And it just really started to feel like maybe we aren't ex as excited for things as we were year one to year one and a half. You know, we were like starting to ride a bit of a wave of... Just kind of getting burned out. Yeah. Like, what what's the next step? Like, are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to go back in the house? Um, and we rented this house out while we were on the road for, the, for two and a half years. Um, and we need to renew the lease in... Jan or like get our decision on what we're doing in January for them to renew it in March or April. Um, so we just kind of went through the fall, kind of doing the things. And we actually, it ended up being great. We met up with a lot of friends um, and then just decided though, like, let's do one last summer. I want to end it on a summer as much as we love winter. We wanted to end on the summer because you just, there's a lot more social aspect to it, right? Man life's fun in the summer. Man right? life is fun in the summer. Ain't no, ain't no lie. Um, <laughs> so we called our, we called our company and we're like, okay, we need to remove the renters by October. Um, we're going to take possession back of the house. Um, and then we were just like, okay, let's double down. Let's, let's make sure these last six months are right. super That's fun. Like how we ended up in Alaska. Yeah. It was like, Australia. you know, we, we met up with you guys after or during snowboard season. And then like, we've been toying with the idea of Alaska. And then Frankie was just like, here, let me pull out my phone and absolutely persuade you. Um, and to which we did like, didn't sleep that night. James is like, usually never, like he hits the pillow and he's out. And that night he was like, I need to get in this great car. I need to do this. We need to get ready for that. Like he was, I, I was already planning. Yeah. He was planning as soon as we got back in the van that night. Um, and we're like, okay, let's do it. Let's go to Alaska. Like, why the hell not? Like, what else are we going to do? We just stay somewhere familiar. Let's just go big. You know, now that we've been there, I would totally buy a flight and go do it again. But like, why not? Let's go. So we did that. And then we're like, let's plan an international trip. Um, and then I quit my job because it was like, oh, I can't go back to the house doing the exact same thing I was doing when we left. Um, so financially planned for that. Went to Australia. We had known we were going to get a puppy, basically, when we got back to the house. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we had a lot of stuff to look forward to. And Yeah. Um, and I think, like, kind of long-term, we were never really planning on, like, indefinite van life. No. Um, you know, it, it's great and all, but, oh, like, yeah. a house is awesome. A house is awesome, too. And I think <laughs> yeah. it, it, takes, it takes a special, like, it takes a certain kind of person to really, like, thrive in that environment long-term. It is great. I would trade it for nothing. 
and I'm excited to go out on trips in it in the future. Yeah, like, we actually have one coming very soon. Yeah, we'll be actually going on a trip in like two weeks. Um, and so, like, we're excited again for planning, which is great because I just I didn't like that I was not excited. We would get to places that were like, oh, I really go here, and we get there and be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't know what I want to do. I just kind of want to sit in the van and like do art or play video games. Like it was like we just weren't inspired, and I, I felt like we weren't gracious for it. You know, like it just it felt like we needed some time away to restore that spark of like let's travel. You know, <laughs> I feel like anything you do like over and over and over again can get tiring. Yeah, you get jaded. Oh, yeah. Like you, you're. Yeah. You're so immersed in it all the time that it's easy to, like, um... Take things for granted. Yeah, correct. You Absolutely. know, like a place you get to that's, like, on someone's bucket list, and you get there, and you're like, yeah, it's cool. And, <laughs> you, know, and you feel like you feel like such a turd. Like, I would we get to those places, and I was we like, I mean, I guess it's cool, right? Like, I'm like, this is the most douchebag thing I could possibly say about yeah. this location. It's like... It's all right. You I mean, know, it's like, sense. wow, I sound like a jerk. Like, but it's like, and I was recognizing that and being like, we need to take a moment because like, there's something that we need to sort out mm -hmm. or we just need to relax. Like, and that's fine. We don't need to go again. We have no trophy. There's nothing to prove. We did two and a half years. We had a baller time. I'd go back out again. I don't know if I would do like full time for that long again. Um, but like, it's okay to acknowledge that like it's ready for you to turn a page and act on it. Like you, you don't need to prove anything to anyone. Like you don't need to move in a van because like you think like everyone will think that's cool. You don't need to stay in a van because people, you build a social media platform on it. Like obviously like if you're making, you're making money on it, like there's a way you have to adjust. Like we have to adjust our content now. We're not living in it full time, you know, like, but you don't need to do those things for those people. You just need to do things for you. And yeah, then realistically, like, who knows? You might go on a six-month van trip, you know? And that'd be you might great. Go on yeah. a two-month van trip. You might go on a week van trip. <laughs> but here's the thing yeah. is, no matter what, you don't have to adjust anything, really. You just continue yeah. to post about your lives, you know? Yeah. Uh, post about, like, when you do go on a, on a trip, you could post about that. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. There's people, a lot of people who are, like, influencers who've never lived in a van full-time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's like you flat. You know, you can you can work it however you want. And like, the only thing we know right now that we've told ourselves is like we have like six months in the house. Like it is like a completely self-imposed timeline. But it's basically like we needed to give ourselves a deadline. Like figure shit out. Here's six months. Do you stay in Salt Lake? Do you move? Sure. Do you, you know what do you want to do for jobs? Um, I'm currently like vouching for the sugar daddy lifestyle. Um, you know. <laughs> My turn to get that for like three years. I, I was the sugar mama for for the whole time we were in the van. So time we were, to go, James. Yeah, it is. It's his turn. Jackie up, like let's go. Take care of me. I took care of you. Let's go. <laughs> um, and like even stuff like that is like radical. You know, like that sounds really stupid, but like, um, you know, I'm sure like my parents are thinking I'm going to get a job soon. And like, we, we talked about it and like, they know that like, I'm taking some classes and I'm like just learning some stuff right now and kind of savoring it. Um, but at first it was kind of like, well, why'd you quit your job? And like, why aren't you both looking for jobs right now? And it's like, you know, this works for us. Like mm -hmm. I need some time to like rebound from this situation and like a job that I really didn't enjoy for quite a while. Like, but it got, it paid the bills. It let us stay on the road. So we 
we love that, you know, like <laughs> milked it for all it's worth. we milked it for all it's worth. And like now it's his turn and I can kind of enjoy that downtime. And as long as that decision between us is good, then yeah. that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Again, it's what works for you. Who cares yep. what everybody else thinks? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> disappoint them. Don't disappoint yourself. Oh, that's right. such a good. I love that. Yeah. Let's end uh, on read, that because that's yeah. powerful. Read, read the book Untamed by Glennon. I don't know her last name, but that's what I'm reading right now. And it came from that. And I am loving that book. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We love you. We can't yeah. wait to come to Salt Lake and uh, crash in your sweet pad. And like, please take advantage of the shower. <laughs> do. Please do. We have, we, we've made it so that everyone, all of our friends that come visit, like we've got a bathroom set up. We know y'all won't sleep in our bedroom. That's spare. So like, that's cool. Just laundry, bathroom, whatever, Wi-Fi, we got you. We hope that you guys laughed as much during this story as we did hearing it. It was so much fun to catch up with KJ and James as always. These two are amazing people. And not only are they amazing when it comes to telling stories, but they're also amazing at giving you the best information. So you should definitely go over and check out their blog. We have the link down below so you could check out Stoke Loaf and you could get all the best information and breakdowns. That way you could figure out how to fix something in your van if need be. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to the show. And we hope you have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right. All right.